You're listening to a podcast of The River in Durant, Oklahoma. You can visit us online at theriverdurant.com. We hope this podcast is a blessing to you and you can even bless someone else with it. Now, it's real important to understand, and this may sound a little bit different than a, pro, a normal Easter message, uh, but I want to paint a picture. I was, I was called this week by somebody that was, uh, they wanted me to give them a couple scriptures because they were going to have to explain to somebody about Easter. And uh, you really can't explain Easter. And as I was explaining to the person, I said, you really can't explain Easter. You can't explain the resurrection from the dead until you talk about Calvary. You know, and you really can't talk about Calvary. Let me do it this way. You can't talk about the resurrection of the dead until you talk about Calvary. You can't talk about Calvary until you talk about Christmas the nativity, the birth. Well then, why did Jesus, why would Jesus, why did Jesus even come and get, you know, why was he even here? Why was he birthed? Well, you can't talk about that until you talk about Adam and Eve. Were they messed up? I was going to say some other words there, but I stopped myself real quick. <laughs> you know, but they messed up. You know, and, and, and really, you can't even start there. You have to go back before. And we're not going to do that because we've done that. But let's start over here today. See, it's because of what Adam and Eve did that all men have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It wasn't the breaking of the Ten Commandments. See, we always focus on the Ten Commandments. But you know, it wasn't the breaking of the Ten Commandments that made us guilty before God. The Bible tells us that we're, we're guilty of sin because of what? Adam did. Does everybody see that? So it's not about you keeping or breaking or whatever the Ten Commandments. It's just because you, you were born into sin. You were born after Adam. You were born into his nature, which was a sin nature. And so throughout time, what God did was begin to paint this picture or this story. God had a plan to bring man out of this situation that Adam and Eve brought them in and to put them back into this relationship before they sinned where they walked in fellowship in the cool of the evening where everything was at their fingertips notice notice Adam didn't plant a garden he's already in it uh oh someone's going to get that he didn't plant the garden when did he start planting That'll set you free right there, just getting a little revelation of that. See, God's plan is for us to get back into relationship as before sin came into the picture. Living a life where the trees are just, just reach up and grab what you need. Because it's already been what? Provided. The scripture says everything that pertains to life and godliness has already been provided. We just need to believe it. Reach out and receive it. Not based on us doing or not doing and whether we're good or good enough, bad enough. You know, whether we're guilty or not guilty or been to church enough. I want you to come to church every Sunday. I really do. Just not, not, I don't want you to come to church every Sunday if you think it's going to make you more righteous though. I really don't. I don't want you to come to this altar to come get right with God. I want you to come to this altar because you are right with God. You can't do nothing in the flesh to get right with God. Does everybody hear what I'm saying? 
You can't do anything to get right with God. Just believe. Jesus made you right with God. So there's a life that God wants us to live, and man, so God put man in the garden and, and said, Here, have a good life. And man messed up. He gave the authority over to another being, and, and so thus put us in. He had to work and till the ground, you know, and all this stuff started taking place. And so Jesus had to be, come as a man. God had to come as a man and be birthed into this world so he could grow up, die on the cross, pay the price for all man's sin, past and present and future, to die on the cross. See, but it's not the dying on the cross. And please don't misunderstand what I'm saying, even though we got crosses everywhere around here. Listen, it's not about Adam and Eve. It's not about Christmas or the nativity or the birth of Christ. It's not about the cross. It's not even about the resurrection. These are not individual events. This is one big picture that we need to understand that the reason that we have a resurrection was for something else. The reason we had a crucifixion, it was for something else. The reason we had a nativity, it was for something else. Do you understand this? The reason the Ten Commandments were given to the Jews, it was for something else. They all had a reason and a purpose, and it wasn't for itself. The reason the Ten Commandments came wasn't for the Ten Commandments to exist. It was to keep a line of people pure so that a virgin could give birth to the Messiah. Without the Ten Commandments, it never would have happened. So once the Messiah came, the Scripture says that when the, time, when the fullness of time, Jesus came. Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15 says, says that the Ten Commandments of the law was nailed to the cross and taken out of our way. Remember, something had a beginning, it has, a, it has an end. Oh, is he saying we're not under the Ten Commandments? Yes, I am. Hear it clearly. Speak it. You're under grace. You want to live under the Old Covenant? Like I said earlier, when Jesus is hanging on the cross, what's he say? He says, it is finished. What was? What was, church? The old covenant was finished. And a new covenant was the beginning. So the cross is the end of something. We celebrate Calvary. Watch this. The scripture says in Romans 10, 9, it says, If you confess with your mouth and the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Notice it doesn't say crucified him at the cross. Oh, we got lots of people still looking at the cross. We need to be thankful for the cross. Yes, I'm not talking anything negative about the cross, but it was just a part 
of a bigger picture. Oh, the blood. Thank you, God, for the blood. But, you know, it wasn't about Jesus dying. It was about him resurrecting from the grave. But it wasn't about him resurrecting from the grave because he still had to take the blood to, to God and present it to the mercy seat. And the book of Hebrews says, see, it's, it's all a process that takes place. It just wasn't that he resurrected from the grave. We're going to talk about that. We're going to read about that this morning. But Mary goes, as soon as he, resurrect, he comes out of the grave, Mary comes. We're going to read about that. That's what we're going to talk about. This is just all filler. <laughs> Reaches down, grabs him by the feet, and he says, don't touch me or don't hold on to me. You know, you get the picture of him. Oh, you left me once. I'm not going to let you leave me again. That, that, that's what was in Mary's heart. And he says, no, don't hold on to me. Because I haven't gone to the Father. The Scripture says, I have yet ascended unto the Father. Now why? Because He had to take His blood. It just wasn't that He was born. It just wasn't that He was crucified. It just wasn't that He was raised from the dead. He still had to take the blood and present it to His Father as proof of a death. book of Hebrews says, A will is not ratified until you have proof of a death. And the blood was proof of the death. And that's where Jesus gave up all His blood. And how do we know He gave up all His blood? Because once He went up, He came back down and walked around with His disciples. He actually came into the upper room with where His disciples were afraid. And, and He told them not to be afraid. And, and they were all afraid and everything. And He said, touch me, feel me, see that I'm not flesh and... See, everybody says blood but doesn't say that. The Bible says, he says, touch me, feel me, see that I'm not flesh and bone. Why did he not say blood? Because he didn't have any. He gave up all his blood for all men, for all time, for all sin. For all his blood. Now that's preachable. I could, get, I could be jumping and shouting right now. I could be working on your emotions because that'll preach. All of his blood for all sin, for all men, for all time. That's church over go home I mean I tell you, that's the message that needs no get, sit back down no just kidding that's the message but, but see that's not even the message but see he did that for another reason <clears throat> why was he finished then no I like it. This is where we pick up the story. Has everybody got the picture? So we have a process of events, of events taking place from, from Adam and Eve. You got all this stuff. that went. Matter of fact, the Bible tells us that the things that happened over here under the Old Covenant or within the Old Testament are types and shadows of things to come. And that we're supposed to learn from these things so we can live in them there that these are examples of what's supposed to take place over there. So one of those examples is the children of Israel. The children of Israel over here, somewhere back, uh, back uh, right in here somewhere, the children of Israel are under bondage, under Pharaoh, and they're slaves to the Egyptians. And they've been toiling and they've been in bondage, and God sends Moses to get them, set his people free. Everybody understand that story? Ten Commandments, you watch it on TV, don't do that again. It mess you up. 
Okay. Anyway. And so God sends his, his servant Moses to set his people free. And so they t- the, the, the word of the Lord is to, to slay a lamb, put the blood on the doorpost, and the death angel will what? Pass over. That's where they get the festival called the Passover or the season of the Passover. The same season that Jesus told his disciples as he was going to the cross, he said, go and prepare for Passover, the last Passover right here. Just like we talked about the Apec Duomai, the, the triumphal entry. When Jesus came into Jerusalem right before his cross, he was right behind the Passover lamb that for a thousand years was going in to be slain. And so he was the fulfillment of what was coming to an end. So back over here, this is where it all started. God, uh, They were told to put the, the blood on the doorpost and have a Passover so the children of Israel would be saved from the death angel. You know, that's a type and shadow of our salvation. The blood was shed on the cross, on the doorpost or the lentils from the lamb that was slain as a Passover. That's where we get all that from, from back here. This was a type and a shadow of that, of what was a future to come. Got it? Did they have faith in God? Did they have faith in God that if they did what they were told that they'd get the end results. The death angel would pass. Yes, they had faith in God. And so they did what was told. The death angel passed over. They got the rewards from what their obedience was. If they, would, if they didn't do that, they fell in line with everybody else. They died. Okay? The firstborn died. Now, so was that the reason? Was the reason of them being set free? Is that why God set the people free so they could be free? No. He set them free so they could be baptized through the Red Sea. Did they have faith when they went through the Red Sea? It's a type and shadow of our baptism. Did they have faith that when they were going through the Red Sea that that wall of water wasn't going to come crushing down on them? Absolutely, or they wouldn't have walked out there. They had faith in God. Was that the reason? Did they get saved and baptized? No, that's it. No, that wasn't it. They were led out to, after the, the baptism, they were led out into the desert. They were led out into the desert. And what led them in the desert? Pillow of fire by night and a cloud by day. Wait a minute. Saved, baptized, filled with the Spirit, led by the Spirit. But is that the end of Christian living? No. No. Saved, baptized, led by the Spirit. And then what are the... Now let's skip this little section right here. We'll come back to that mountain. Okay? Say Sinai. That's Sinai. We're going to come back to Sinai. They come up to the River Jordan, and there's the promised land that they were promised. Uh-oh. We might be getting something here today. There's the promised land that the children of Israel promised that they were promised over here. See, while they were in slavery, God said, listen, I've got a promised land for you. I've got a land I want you to live in. A land that I want you to reproduce in that land. I want you to subdue it and take charge. Uh Uh-oh, sounds like... Uh Uh-oh. Sounds like Bible class 101 to me. Sounds like the same thing God told Adam to subdue. Look, there's a garden just for you. Everything that you have need of is right there. Trees that you didn't plant. Subdue and take charge. Okay, messed up. Children of Israel in bondage. 
saved, baptized, filled with the Spirit. Go past Mount Sinai real quick. They come to the River Jordan. They look over into the Promised Land. They send how many spies? Twelve spies. How many spies come back? You know what they asked the spies? The people were all excited. They says, well, they said this. They says, what, what was it like? And they said, it's just like God said it was. A land that truly flows with milk and honey. A land that's full of, just like God said it was. But, how many said, how many spies said they couldn't have what God said that they could have? How many spies said they couldn't do what God said they could do? How many spies said that they couldn't be who God said they already were? Ten. Ooh. How many spies said you could have what God said you could have, that you could live in what God said you could do, and said you could be all God said you could be? Two. When Jesus was asked how many, which is the greatest of the Ten Commandments, what did he say? None of them. But there's a two. See, living under the bondage of ten will keep you out of the promised land. Because the ten, see, see, why didn't they have faith in God? See, they, was it just like God said it was? Sure it was. But they, wait a minute, didn't they have faith in God here? to be saved didn't they have faith in God to be baptized didn't they have faith in God to be led of the spirit but when it came time to cross over everybody say cross over over here you have a what a Passover over here you have a cross anyway you'll get that crossover they see the problem is the children of Israel today are still living in the Passover they're not living in the crossover just like the body of Christ we've been saved baptized filled with the spirit oh yep just like God said it was but I'm a grasshopper in their eyes I don't have faith to enter or to cross over into the promises of God what, what changed their mind about God? You know how many days it was between then and this? Short period of time. We're not talking about thousands of years. We're talking about days. Days went from having faith to be saved, baptized, filled with the Spirit, led, in the, led to the promises of God, and all of a sudden they don't have faith in God no more. Because back here at Mount Sinai, what did they get? The only thing that changed was they got the law for the first time. And you know what they said? Moses, we don't want to hear from God. We want you to go up and hear from God and you come down and tell us what he said. That sounds like church to me. Oh, we don't want to hear ourselves. We want the preacher to tell us. Well, You like this, huh, girl? You're good. I like you. Okay, listen. Look back over here. This is, this is just the Bible in such a short thing. I can't believe it. God said, Adam, there it is. It's all yours. Have at it. Abundance. Eat all you want. 
do everything you want to do. But, see that one? That one's mine. Don't eat it. Adam said, okay, God. And then God put Adam to sleep and took a rib out and made Eve. Everybody go, whoa. Woman. You know what I'm saying? She was a woman. That's the way God intends it right there. You know what I'm saying? Sewed up the rib. We're not going to get into all that. But guess who the serpent came to? The serpent came to Eve. You know why the serpent came to Eve? The serpent came to Eve and was able to deceive Eve because she had never heard from God. She was told the word from Adam. Matter of fact, she quoted it wrong because she was told it wrong. She was said, God said that we should not touch it lest we die. That's not what God said. That's what Adam told her. See, as long as you're told the word, you, you can be deceived. You've got to hear the word from God and the devil won't have any room for you. He can't get in. If you hear from God the word, it can't be stolen from you. You can't be manipulated. But when you're just told it. See, at, see Moses didn't have a problem with the Ten Commandments, did he? You know why? Because he heard God say them. The children of Israel had a problem with them, didn't they? Why? Because they were told it. They didn't hear it. Oh, man. That set some people free. So here they, here's the issue. See, all that was done to get them into the promised land living kingdom. Jesus came at Jesus came as a, a man, was born of a virgin, died on a cross, resurrected from the grave, went into heaven, sprinkled his blood on the altar, came back. Not just to do that. See, and this is where we pick up the story. Turn to the book of Matthew. Aren't you glad I didn't read all of that? <laughs> all right. So am I. Matthew 28. Now, there's so many things in here that I'd like to talk about. And you'll just have to bear with me if I do. Just your eggs a keep. Just kidding. Hopefully if they're boiled. Verse, verse 1. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn. When, when does that mean? That means early in the morning. Everybody say early in the morning. Early in the morning. Mary Magdalene and, and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. I tell you what, I, I get up early in the morning, especially on Sunday morning. It doesn't make me more righteous, more holy. I just like it. But man, what a great day. I had some people coming in complaining about the rain because it's messing up their plans. I tell you what, it did nothing but help my plans. I'm sitting, listen, this is what happened to me. I'm sitting on the porch this morning. Windows shake, ground shake. Well, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> I 
recording. We can get some of that thunder. Can you imagine what they were hearing when it says the earth shook? Makes you. Okay. Can you imagine what they were hearing early in the morning? You know, they uh, look, look real quickly, look over uh, to the next chapter, to the prior chapter, in chapter 27, verse, verse 50, it says, And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice. This is when he said, uh, It is finished, and gave up his spirit. Then behold, verse 51, And then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earthquake and the rocks were split. Now, I want you to understand that there's a split right there. There's really a three-day period of time that took place. Okay? I'm not saying that it didn't necessarily have earthquakes then, but this goes right along, right there goes right along with what we just read in, in chapter 28, verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake. Because if you go ahead back in 27, verse 51, it says, Then behold, the veil of the temple was, was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split. In verse 52, it says, And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep after, let's come, had fallen asleep, were raised, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection. Do you see that? So what this is talking about is that at His resurrection the earth shook and the graves were opened and many bodies came out after His. So that brings us over here in verse 28, uh, chapter 28 where it says right here in verse 2, And behold, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back, oh, rolled back this stone. What were the Ten Commandments written on? What has to be rolled out of the way for life to come forth? What tries to keep life in the grave? Law. What kept the children of Israel out of the promised land? The way they viewed... See, at Sinai they got the law. And all the law does is make you selfless. It makes you examine... You. It shows you what's wrong with you. And as long as there's something wrong with you, you'll never walk in the promises. The scripture says in Philemon 6, it says that faith is going to be made complete in you. How? It says it this way. By the acknowledgement of every good thing that is in you, not the acknowledgement of every bad thing that's wrong with you. We've got to acknowledge who we are in Christ and who Christ is in us. That's how we become more, walk in the prosperity and the promises of God, by acknowledging what, what's happened to us in the realm of the Spirit. You picking out your faults and failures will never get you into the promised land. It will keep you with a mindset of not having the faith. Yep, I know the Bible says that, and the Bible's true, but I'm just not going to live in it because I'm not worthy. You ever been to a church where you told you weren't worthy? Listen, I'm here to tell you, you're worthy. You're not worthy in your own doings, you're worthy in His doings. You were so worthy before the foundations of the world that you were chosen by God to be in His love today. That's how worthy you are. He sent His best to buy the best. He paid the price for the best, not the worst. Yes, you were dead in your trespasses and sin. Yes, you were dead. But in Colossians says that He set us free from all 
trespasses, even the ones you hadn't committed, you've been set free. Scripture says, study to show yourself approved, a worker, rightly dividing word of truth. You can't, do, you can't study hard enough to get God's approval. So what that means is study this word to show yourself that you are approved, that you are a worker, and you can rightly divide the word of truth. Man, some people go to church and say, well, the Bible says we're not supposed to understand the things of God. <laughs> Slap them. No, just, no. I can't say what I wanted to say. Sorry. Let's go ahead and read this. So here you are in verse, uh, chapter 28, verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, uh, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door <laughs> and sat on it. Man, I could stop and preach on each one of these. I like that word, sat on it. That just gives some attitude. You know what I'm saying? That's just purity. I can't. Come on. You can get the picture, right? He didn't sit on it to hatch it. He sat on it. You can't have it back. He did done with it. He sat on it. That's attitude. You're supposed to have attitude in church. Mm. Walking around with little angels. We know better, don't we? His countenance was like lightning. Ooh, ooh. Think about it. How many wants it? I, listen, no, I can't go there. I've got to stay on track. <laughs> his countenance was like lightning, and his clothing was white as snow. And the guard shook for fear of him and became like dead men but the angel answered and said to the woman do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified well let me stand over here you seek Jesus who was what why was she coming to the tomb because he had been crucified He is not here. He is risen. And he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. We, we could read, you know the story. But the Bible says that Mary came because he was crucified. Not because he's risen there are some people in the body of Christ who have their relationship in the crucifixion I'm going to take it a step further but remember it's not about the crucifixion the crucifixion was just part of the picture of the resurrection he has risen. But he, didn't, he wasn't risen just so he could overcome death. Jesus said himself, I must go. And it's for your benefit that I go away. So that when I go away, I'll send a comforter. I'll send a comforter. It's better for you that I'm not here. It's better for you that he's here because when he comes, he's going to bring you a kingdom. 
The scripture says in the book of Acts, for 40 days, Jesus, wait a minute, virgin birth, Calvary, empty tomb, resurrection, ascended to heaven, came back for 40 days, taught principles pertaining to how to live within the kingdom. Everybody say kingdom. Kingdom of heaven that is on earth. It's not in heaven. The reason all this was done is so that we could look into the promised land, have faith to step across and live in the promises and everything that God had planned for Adam back in the garden. We need to understand it's not about Calvary. It's not about the resurrection. Thankful for the resurrection. But that's just a part of the picture. The reason for all of this is to bring us back to this. To live in a God, to live in a kingdom where He's King. Where, where we're everything that pertains to life and godliness is already ours. That we can subdue and take charge. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians that it's our job to make known to the principalities and powers the manifold wisdom of God. We're here on this planet to manifest the kingdom of heaven, not live in. Wow, I wish I could be like them. But just a grasshopper or a cricket. Maybe a roach. <laughs> How low can we go? <laughs> Amoeba. Listen, you've got to know that you're chosen. You're holy. You have the, see, over here they had an Ark of the Covenant carried the manifest presence of God, didn't they? Don't tell nobody. But over here, God has lots of Arks of Covenants. You are the Ark of the Covenant. You carry the manifest presence of God. Wow. Yep. But when I leave these doors, I'm going to go back to the way I've always lived. The people that said that walked around the mountain for 40 years until they all died. Till there was a generation Joshua generation ones that would rise up see themselves as God sees them mount up with wings of eagles and soar people that would see themselves as ambassadors instead of sheep I'm just a sheep I'm an ambassador same person different mindset kingdom living this person right here, watch this, born again, baptized, filled with the Spirit, but has not repented or renewed their mind to the truth of the kingdom. Jesus told the Jews, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said, seek ye first the kingdom. We got people seeking first the Ten Commandments. Oops. People are saying, oh, are you speaking against the Ten Commandments? Well, you're not living by them either. 
So why can't I speak against them? You're not living with them. Why are you getting so offended? Get real. <laughs> Step on them toes. I knew I'd come to church that pastor do that. You're not living by them. Don't get all hold up. Go ahead and hold up the Ten Commandments. Walk around that mountain. You're just affecting you. It's your choice. Church, it's your choice. Watch this. Mary went to the tomb because what had happened instead of going to the womb for what is happening. Don't see Mary had an issue and she went to the tomb. But when she left the tomb, she came forth out of the womb. You're not getting that. Some of you are looking at these events in the scripture going back to the tomb for what had happened instead of living your life in what is happening. Don't look at the resurrection as a tomb. Look at it as a womb where birth takes place. Matter of fact, the word Petra, the word rock, is mentioned in a feminine tense. It means out of Jesus. Jesus was called the Petra, the rock. I'll build my house upon a rock. Petra. Out of the woman, out of the feminine comes birth. So out of the rock, out of Jesus' is birthing. Watch this. Just like the, the, the parallels are huge. Watch this. Just like Adam in the garden was all by himself, right? Adam go, didn't go, man, I really need a mate. He was happy. <laughs> y'all can take that. I, said, I didn't make y'all laugh. You're taking, you're taking, I didn't say nothing. You're filling in the blanks. Shame on you. He was happy. He didn't know he needed a mate. It was God that said it is good for man not to be, it's not good for man to be alone. It was God that said that. So what did God do? Put Adam to sleep. Cut him in the rib. You know, you, got, you take the rib out from the rib side. You know what I'm saying? You cut, you take the rib out, you sew it up. That's what God did. And from that rib, God, he didn't add to it. From that rib, he made woman. For, to be his bride, to be his mate. To be his bride, to have as his own. Why didn't he just give birth? That's not a deep question now. Man can't give birth. The only way for a man to give birth, you know, a man can bear, but can't give birth, it has to be taken out through a cesarean section. God, excuse me, but if it doesn't come out, let's just say naturally. <laughs> no rude sign language or anything here. 
if it doesn't come out naturally, it has to come out cesarean section. Jesus hanging on the cross. Roman took a spear and stabbed it in his side. And what was the first thing that came out? Oh, you can be pregnant, but you're not giving birth. When are you giving birth, Whitney? <laughs> Listen, when you're giving birth, it's when your water breaks. Is when the sign that birthing is taking place. She's just in nurturing. One of these days, a month or so, she's <laughs> her water's going to break, and that means she's giving birth. So when the side of Jesus, oh, he was the first Adam. Jesus is known as the what? Second Adam. His side was cut open. And water and blood came out, which is a sign of what? Birth. And the Bible refers to us as being the bride of Christ. Good thing is, his wound is still open. Remember when he came back to his disciples, he had touched me. See that I'm not... See, his wounds were still there because he's still giving birth to his bride. There's still room for us to be part, for you to be part of his bride that he's going to love on for all eternity. This is the, this is the beautiful picture of the gospel, the, the whole Bible wrapped up in one message the reason for all of this was so he could give birth to someone he's going to love on for all eternity. The scripture says that a husband's responsibility is to present to himself a bride spotless and blemish free. It goes on and says, I speak to you as Christ is of the church. So we're the church and he's presenting to himself spotless and blemish free. How? By giving his blood to wash us clean of snow white as snow to make us take away all of our shame so he can present to himself in that final day a bride that he can love on for all eternity <sighs> but see there's this crossing over part most of us are like Mary most of us have we have a mindset of what has happened not on what is happening. Now she was able to change her mindset. You understand that? And she became full of faith. But the disciples were still in the upper room. They were all, they, didn't, they weren't full of faith. But they became full of faith. See, don't use Easter. Don't go back to Easter. See, Mary was coming to weep. She was coming back to take care of the death instead of living the life. Oh, church. Don't use these events. I tell you, when I, I, I'm a little different. I, when, when we take communion, I want to have a party. I want to celebrate. I want to shout. It says, do this in remembrance of me. And I know people, oh,
ashes they put on the ashes oh suffering savior he's not your savior suffering savior he was now he's the victorious king now you can so you can celebrate the suffering savior or you can celebrate the victorious king my one of my it's not one of my favorite movies but one of the favorite lines in a really popular movie is Matrix. Anybody watch Matrix? Raise your hand. I need to see. I know if I don't have to explain it. This dude holds out his hands. There's a dude there. He says, listen, dude. You take this blue pill, you go back to sleep. Go back to that imaginary world that you've been living in. And you'll never know I existed. Or you can take this red pill and see how deep the rabbit hole really goes. I'm standing before you this morning saying, Church, you've been taking the blue pill. You can walk out of these doors taking the blue pill. Or you can say yes to God and the Holy Ghost and take the red pill and see how that's why it's called the unsearchable riches of God because it hadn't been found before by human beings you don't know where you're going and that's the good thing you can take the red pill and the Holy Ghost will take you on a journey that you haven't been going on before Cause the blue pill just make you go around this mountain the red pill will cause you to cross over the Jordan it will cause you to cross over into a land of faith a land full of opportunity a land that flows with milk and honey was everything easy no because they still had to battle they still had to kick out some giants see there's some strongholds that you still got to deal with this isn't talking about heaven there's no strongholds in heaven there's no giants in heaven. There's not an enemy that... God's word's His word. It's His kingdom. And we need to go in and subdue and take charge. The scripture even says that the earth groans waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God to take our place. I believe Adam's molecules are waiting for us to tell them what to do because of who we are not because of how many times we've been around the mountain kingdom living church that's what it's all about it's all about kingdom living it's not about that it's not about that oh I like Christmas I get lots of good gift cards that's a little advertisement for the future Cabela's it's not about the children of Israel Paul didn't teach the history of the Jews the Gentiles were never taught the history of the Jews. It's about kingdom living. Jesus came and said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And a couple verses down it says, And then he went around to all the synagogues teaching the kingdom of heaven. He wasn't teaching Calvary. He told his disciples about Calvary, but he wasn't teaching Calvary. He wasn't teaching the empty tomb. He was teaching the kingdom of heaven. 
That's the purpose. That's the vision. That's why all of this takes place is kingdom, partnership, stewardship, faithfulness, righteousness. Over here you have the mindset of right and wrong because of the tree of the knowledge of what? Good and evil. Over here you don't even ask the question, is this right or is this wrong? The question you ask is, is it righteous? If you're asking the question over here, as a matter of fact, you can't even ask, listen, you ask that question from over there. Over here the question is, is it righteous? Because that's a much higher level of living than that.